0: <coughs> Welcome to the sit-down with Vinny Venom, the only man in this industry with enough balls to call it like it is. One of the few individuals in this industry that represents the culture to the fullest. There's no cookie-cutter shit over here. If you don't like what Vinny has to say, fuck you. The opinions of anybody outside the commission doesn't affect them. Now take a seat. Listen and learn from somebody that drops knowledge for you, uneducated savages. Without further ado, welcome to boss, Vinnie Venom.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up world? It's your boy Vinnie Venom. I present to you the sit down with Vinnie Venom, also presented by Six Families Radio, This is a podcast that's going to be centric around the hip-hop culture, all the current events, all the new albums coming out, all the ins and outs in the industry, all the hot topics on social media. I'm going to discuss them here with y'all on this podcast. For me, hip-hop is a huge, 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 huge passion that I've always had since I was a shorty. And I've been in this game, in this industry, I should say, for 15 plus years behind the scenes. So, I really bring a unique perspective to the ins and outs of what's going on in the current events side of things, but also the way the industry's changed just in the last two, three years. So, I'm going to break down some knowledge to y'all. I'm going to really break down where hip hop really started and, and, and give us lessons of, of, of what happened in the past that we can learn from in the future. Um, so, this podcast is really for the old heads, it's for the new heads, it's for anybody who's uh, in love with the hip hop culture. I'm excited to be linked up with Anchor.fm, they're an incredible partner. I know for the last few months I've been quiet, Um, six families, radio, a lot of things happen with that endeavor. Um, One thing I will tell y'all though, just a quick update on that, it ain't over. I can't talk about a lot of things at the moment, but a lot of great conversations that I've had with different individuals um, in in the streaming industry. To really bring that back because the concept resonated with a lot of hip hop fans and it really resonated with a lot of artists too. Um, I couldn't tell you how many artists um, that I'm a fan of personally, legends that I've been a fan of, um, and even artists that are up and coming that have just always asked me about it every time I interact with them. So it's gonna be a lot of cool news and a lot of dope shit coming with that. As I mentioned though, this podcast is a fresh start for me. Yours truly at the end of the day i'm very passionate about hip-hop and as i mentioned before i bring a unique perspective to the things that are going on now it seems like everybody's got a podcast uh mama's uh, mom's got one pop's got one cousins got one with this podcast and ain't gonna be no troll shit i see a lot of that happen everybody thinks they're an expert because they sit behind a computer or get on social media and perpetrate and dictate what's hot to the people who've Really been following this culture for 15, 20, 30 years, so on and so forth. So for me, I, I really bring a unique expertise to this shit. And again, it's going to be brash. It's going to be unfiltered. This shit ain't suitable for work. It ain't suitable. If you got kids in the whip or kids around, put your, put your AirPods in, put your little beats in. Um, this is definitely going to be uh, explicit nonetheless. Now a few things I want to tell y'all Right off the bat You can follow me on social media At Vinnie Venom on Twitter At Vinnie Pardon me At Vinnie49th on Twitter At Vinnie49th on Instagram I'm going to be doing a segment on the show I'm not sure how I'm going to place it I'm not sure how it's going to work at the moment This is the first show So we're going to kind of go with the flow Um, But hashtag AskVinnie Y'all can submit me questions um, In the DM At me Whatever um, It could be anything we talk about on this show, all right? Now, outside of hip-hop, we're going to talk about a lot of different things on the news front. Uh, I won't get too, too political, but it seems like the climate now, people are really trying to get political and, and always have a debate. So for me, I'm not really going to touch on shit like that, unless it's something I really am passionate about and I feel is fucked up. And I think some of y'all need a lesson on. So for me, we might touch on that here and there. A big, big chunk of the show too is going to be dedicated uh, to an industry that I've been fortunate to be involved with in the last five plus years, and that's the pro wrestling industry. I'm going to focus and have a lot of guests from that, um, really from from, from that, uh, you know, from, from the industry, the pro wrestling industry. It could be wrestlers, male or females, a producers, a creative team members, um, just to kind of. Talk about the state of that industry Because it's a booming industry at the moment It's been very lucrative for me uh, And some really cool friends that I, I've been uh, Blessed to, to work with uh, On the indie scene uh, But I'm going to focus on, on the non-WWE shit Them motherfuckers get enough press I'm tired of them motherfuckers So we going to really talk about um, A lot of the New Japans The ROHs, the Impacts A lot of the companies who don't get enough shine That I think should get And I'm going to educate y'all on that as well uh so that's going to be a dope segment. It might not be every week. It might be every other week. I'm not sure. Like I said, we're going to kind of go with the flow as we start this first episode. But I welcome y'all to sit down with Vinny Venom. I appreciate y'all tuning in. We available on all podcast platforms, so wherever you get your podcast, uh just search me, Vinny Venom, to sit down with Vinny Venom, Six Families Radio and we we going to go in. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. Let's go. Alright y'all, so the first topic we're gonna to discuss here today is that brand new Eminem album kamikaze. The album dropped on everybody on just surprise on uh let's see Friday the thirty first, August thirty-first. Um surprise the shit out of me, I'll tell you that much. I had seen a post, um, I think it was like a day before that, uh, Venom, for you know, the, the, the movie coming out, comic book movie coming out, and I had seen like the E flip to a backwards E, and it was, you know, it's not not the devil, and so I said, oh, okay, I'm just probably going to drop a joint soon, and then I think like a day or two later, the album dropped, boom. So I see a lot of people talking about the album. There's a lot of controversy around the album. Um as far as this like divide between new school and old school is what it feels like to me. Um the youngins is hating on it uh and, and, and I guess the the old heads is loving it. So th- th- there there's a lot of um you know favorable reviews on the album. Um and, and, you know I, I just want to get this out right away. Uh, I'm a huge Eminem fan, and I think that this project in itself was very, very solid. M's getting back to his his anger and, and venting his frustrations out. I think for a long time, man, he didn't really have anything to be frustrated about. Um, rewind back to, to recovery, um, when he was kind of getting sober and, and, and analyzing the game, he, he was a little angry then, too. Um, and he had some things to get off his chest So this go around, people's hating on Revival And and I'll touch on Revival Because I have a unique perspective on, on, on Revival But, you know, people then again Started everything that he did um, You know, after the BET cipher People was just egging him And egging him, egging him And then finally he just said, man, fuck y'all and, and he went for the juggler So everybody keeps asking me about my thoughts uh, I've I seen people hit me up on Twitter, Facebook IG uh, Asking me about it And I I didn't want to respond in in, in a word format. I definitely want to get in front of this mic and and break it down for y'all because this album is important in hip-hop right now. And I'll tell y'all why. Um, I don't think it's the best Eminem album. I'm not sitting here saying that, oh, this is the greatest Eminem album ever. No. When we look at 2018 and the paradigm right now of hip-hop, this album is solid as fuck. And if anybody else is, you know, if anybody's getting out there and, and, and talking about... You know, if anybody's out there talking like, hey, Eminem, this shit is whack. I can't digest this shit. Y'all really need to understand, sit down and analyze and just fine tune your ears. If this shit ain't ABC 123 to y'all in the hip hop game, y'all immediately hate on this shit. If it don't sound like everyone else. You know what I'm saying? Then, 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 then y'all people hate on it. And and I, I'm telling y'all, as as a hip hop community, y'all gotta stop that bullshit. Just because Eminem sounds different, his cadences are different, his flows are different, his rhyme patterns and schemes are different, doesn't mean it's whack. Maybe you just don't understand it. And I think sometimes people confuse. If they don't understand something, they immediately hate it. And that's fine, teachers on. Um, I was reading a, I was reading a review uh from Billboard, uh Charles Holmes, and uh he he put an interesting quote in his review that kinda pissed me off. Um he said he tried to stop this is quote, tries to stop his artistic decline by blaming everyone except for himself. Eminem was once a titan of hip hop, but he never owned it. The world and rap might not need Eminem or Slim Shady anymore. So that quote to me really sums up a lot of the talk that I see out there in the industry about this album. Eminem tries to stop his artistic decline by blaming everyone except for himself. I'm just going to be frank with you, Charles Holmes. And you might not hear this. I don't give a fuck. But Charles, I want you to understand something, bro. If you break down Eminem's rhymes between post-revival, so basically January up until now, he's not blaming anybody for his... d. There's no decline for Eminem. and, And he's not blaming anybody. What he is saying, though, is that you... Motherfuckers are too stupid to understand what he's bringing to the table. And Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. that's the conversation here that needs to be had moving forward. Is That we sit here and we bitch and complain and we talk about, yo, Eminem didn't do this. I want Slim Shady back. I want this Eminem back. I want him to stop doing records with Rihanna and, 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 and Ed Sheeran. And that's the bullshit narrative that's got to stop. Eminem is a pop superstar, regardless. Who makes hip-hop music? He makes hip-hop music to the core. So this whole narrative is that... This whole narrative that he's lost it or that he's whack um, is stupid. I salute Eminem because he's fighting for the culture and and really what hip-hop means to him and what really hip-hop means to a lot of people. Um, the narrative of being different If you, I, I'm going I'm to I'm keep it real with y'all if, if y'all came in the game at some point in, in, in hip-hop's tumultuous tenure If you came in sounding like someone else You was immediately You know, beaten up and bruised there Within the industry Rappers would go hard on you You wouldn't get no respect as an MC And I understand the culture has shifted Into something different But people got to understand The five elements of hip-hop The foundation of hip-hop That shit don't change People's values of of what hip hop means could be different to each and every person, but as it holds to you know standard bearers like Eminem, they hold this shit to a high standard. Mm-hmm. So I think I think at the end of the day, what we really got to kick back and understand is we got to salute Eminem. Like for the longest time, and I, I you know Sway brought it up in the interview that Eminem's had over the last few days, talking about all the beefs, all the controversies. And one of the things that struck me, off top, was Sway said, "Hip hop used to champion you, you know, back in the Marshall Mathers albums uh, album cycle, you know, people was coming at him in the, uh, the 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 gay community, uh, for being homophobic, and women's rights people were coming at him, uh, but when we in hip hop we always champion Eminem, um, we always had his back, and if for some odd reason we started to dwindle on that, and and I think that." Maybe it was because of the, you know he did drop some albums that weren't so hot. Um, nobody's gonna be flawless. No one's gonna be flawless each and every album. Um, so to, to so for me, I salute Eminem. I really love what he's doing to try to speak for the culture and say you know just like he did with Revival, speak on what's going on in this country so people understand where he stands. Now he's talking about I'm speaking about hip hop. And where it stands. So this bullshit ass narrative that he's blaming everybody but himself for his decline is bullshit. His decline was gonna happen anyway. You know what I'm saying? When you go so high, you know what I'm saying? The only thing to go is down. So it's just the nature of 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 the law. That shit is gonna happen. But if we don't take care of our, I'll put it to you this way in hip hop: if we don't take care of our veteran MCs, and if we don't really show them the respect that they deserve. Um, I think that we lose touch On what hip hop is and, and I think that this album There's a bigger picture to this album That I think people need to open their eyes to One of the things that really Boggled me last year Was when he dropped Revival Um, There was so much Controversy surrounding Revival That I think people again Did not see the bigger picture of the project Now again It wasn't Eminem's best album but there were some really, really high points on that project. Um, you talk about castles, you talk about a rose, you talk about In My Head, Chloriseptic, Believe, Walk on Water. These were all really high points for me creatively for Eminem because, you know, it put him in a vulnerable space. And people might have not liked the sound or the beats of the production on the album, but I thought Eminem's pen game at that time when he created Revival um, was very, very strong. I think he really stepped it up with Kamikaze, but I've always thought Eminem's pen game has been strong. Um, but... The funny shit about Revival is when I would talk to people about it, 8 out of 10 people I talked to, they would tell me, yo, I didn't even hear it, I just heard it was whack, and I'm not going to hear it. But then you 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 speak so crazy on social media, you type these things, you post these things without even hearing something. And that's the shit that I think is so crazy about the world right now, is that, and again, it's a bigger picture thing, is that we take something with a grain of salt and we might not see it. We might not view it. But if everybody else is hating, we're going to join that party. You understand know what I'm saying? So um, I think Revival got a bad rap. I think the only criticism I might have had about M. over the last few years is that, you know, Eminem, oh, pardon me, Revival was whack to a lot of different people. And just because they didn't understand and break down the bars, understood what he was trying to do, doesn't mean... To other people, it wasn't. So I think that there's that divide of people who liked it and then people who hated it. I didn't hate Revival. I thought Revival was, you know, it was a good album. I thought, again, there were some weak points, but I thought the weak points got drowned out by the very, very strong points. Um, and I thought he, he came with it lyrically. I liked his cadences. I liked how he was doing different things on it. Um, so I think with Kamikaze, he just turned it up. He found some production that fitted his flows and what he wanted to do with the patterns. And he got angry again and said, fuck y'all. Y'all been talking about me all this time and I've been, you know, quote unquote, too big to talk about y'all. But now I'm about to hit y'all. I'm about to punch y'all in a juggler. So I really, really love that sense of M And I'll tell you, um, in my opinion, I think this is the best Eminem sound. Uh, this is the best. He hasn't sound more like himself in years. I think this is his element. You Understand what I'm saying? When 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 he came out of uh you know his recovery and he did come out with relapse and then recovery, I felt he was just trying to find himself and play around with different things and be creative. And I think he had some high points. I think he had some low points. Um, when him and Royce came together for the Bad Meets Evil project, I thought M really hit a stride again. It was like M was just boom. And then when Marshall Mathers Two came out, um, you know, it it, it, it wasn't the greatest project that he put out either it was again really hit or miss so I think now with this album I think he's really finding a groove now of what's comfortable for him and and having that little bit of a balance between that hardcore rhymes and pounding beats and um I'll tell you man he he's so impressive lyrically um he's just he's just he's just dope lyrically I mean I think that for me that just Really brings this album a little bit more ahead of, of what he's done over the last few years. So, all in all, that's my thoughts on Kamikaze. Pick it up, peep it. And, um, you know, w- when you listen to it, just understand that this is a guy. And b- before we jump into the next topic, I want people to understand that this is an MC who is in love with hip hop. And when I talk about in love with hip hop, he. As a child, through his tumultuous childhood and what he dealt with there as a kid and heading into his you know his, his, his teen years, hip hop was an escape for him, and I relate to him as well because that was the same story for me. It was the same story for me where hip hop was an escape for me to 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 get away from what I was dealing with. M didn't want the fame, but he wanted people to respect him. So for so many years he's been so successful, you know, financially and 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 in the game that I think people lost tra- I think he lost track too of hey I just want to be that kid from Detroit who loves hip hop and rap. Um and I think he's at a stage of his career now where he wants to do that and 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 he wants to be that kid. I listened to Joyner Lucas's verse on Lucky Me. and what Joyner says in that record I I I feel the same way as M felt when he first came out. You know what I'm saying? I want a Grammy, but I never got it. You know, Jordan was saying. So, I think for me, man, um, salute Eminem. Keep that shit going. Keep repping for the culture. There's people out here who who love that and appreciate what you're doing. The people who don't appreciate it, with it, they just don't give a fuck, man. They just out here trying to, you know, make excuses on why these old heads are making music. And 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 I'll tell you, keep pushing the pen, keep pushing the envelope. Um, you're doing things no one else is doing. And and at the end of the day, no one's ever gonna question your goat status. Um, You know, They might question the music you're making But you know what, you make the music that you feel in your heart And people who love it, great People who don't, fuck them Uh, They're not going to understand it anyway But uh, Cop Kamikaze is out We're going to play a record at the end of the show On on one of my favorite joints off the project Um, And uh, like I said man Cut that bullshit ass narrative That he's blaming other people He ain't blaming fucking nobody He's attacking motherfuckers that have been talking shit about him But so long you take that shit You let people get to you you' gonna reach a breaking point, and Eminem's been that type of guy to just fire off the hip and say "fuck y'all." So I love hearing this new, uh, uh, not the new Eminem, but I love to see him back in that mode because that anger mm-hmm. uh, I think inspires him, and uh, it inspires him to do more and progress the pen more. So Kamikaze, thumbs up for me. Uh, if y'all hating on Kamikaze, just go in the mirror and slap the first thing you see. Real shit. Hey, yo, this next segment, we're going to break down a few different topics in rapid-fire form. A lot of shit going on in general. I talked a little bit about the Eminem album, Kamikaze. Uh, I think the overall big picture on, on how the album was perceived and supposed to be perceived. Um, so we're going to hit on a couple rapid-fire topics real quick. Keeping it in the Eminem field, Killshot, the Eminem diss, the MGK, uh, the response to Rap Devil, Uh got, M&M&Co and, and launched it on Friday. And um I just want to give you a little bit of my my thoughts on it because I thought Killshot um there's a bigger picture to Killshot. And I encourage everybody who's maybe hating on the record or has thought M has came with better diss records. You got to understand some in 2018 in a climate right now, this wasn't a, this was a great diss record. Um, it definitely wasn't the greatest Eminem disc record, but you got to understand he's going against somebody who's really not on that caliber. I don't expect uh, an Ether record on a MGK, um, but I did expect him to go to go in, and he certainly did. Um, a lot of talk on the internet, though, obviously on social and 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 just everywhere in general on who won the battle and. M knows, people know Eminem's forte. He's a battle rapper. So going against Eminem in the battle sense, you're always going to lose in that regard. My hat's off to MGK. I mean, you 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 took the time to pin a rap. You didn't get on social media. You didn't get it on, on Snapchat. You didn't get on any of these social platforms to address it. And, and I, I like that. And I respect that. So my hat's off to, to MGK on it. I mean... You you pretty much commit a fucking suicide when you decided to to do your record, but hats off, man. You know, um, a lot of rappers, not, especially in this new generation, a lot of rappers stay away from that. They they go to social media, they do the meme game, and to take it back a little bit to um, last year, when um, I was involved with the Remy Ma record. Um, I'll never forget when I got the call <laughs> from Remy and, and, and her asking my opinion on, on what she should do about the situation. Long story short, we put the record out, and it became a meme frenzy. And, and I think with 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 her record, what made it so impactful was the actual record itself and the disses on the record. The memes actually added to it, right? Um, and the posts and, and, and posting all of that. But if you kind of track back to the Drake diss to Meek Mill. I didn't think that that was just an incredible diss record. I just thought it was a hot record, but the memes is what took it to the next step. So, again, I salute MGK for trying. Good try, buddy. Mm, it just ain't gonna work for you. You know what I'm saying? So Eminem Kill Shot, thumbs up for me. Before, I wanted to actually tell people there's a bigger picture to the record, and I just encourage everybody. There's a movie called Kill Shot, and off top, I can't remember who the the, the main star of the movie was, but. Um, there's a consistent narrative in the Eminem record that kind of it takes a little bit of cues from that movie, and um, I want people to to kind of find those Easter eggs in the record. I think that that's what makes Eminem so fun is is there so many Easter eggs, whether it be on Revival, or on Kamikaze, or just inside the bars. There's just so many different Easter eggs you could pick up on. You might not catch it now, but you definitely catch it later. Um, so good shit on that front. Love love the love the battle. That's that's one of the that's the essence of hip hop, the battle. Um, I did come across newswire. Uh Conway, speaking of Shady Records, uh Kanye had dropped uh Conway, pardon me. Uh Conway the machine had dropped the project. Now him and and, and West for people don't know, um, these two guys are MCs from Buffalo, upstate New York. And uh, they actually have a uh a joint venture with Shady Records, and these guys are so fucking smart in this age right now when no one buys records these guys are so smart pressing their pressing their own vinyl up pressing their own cds up and doing this guerrilla marketing um that i find just so dope uh it's a rarity in hip-hop but the art that these guys have for their album covers is just amazing it makes you want to cop their project uh, but i did see he dropped the album called everybody is food an acronym for f-o-o-d um I haven't heard it yet, so I'm going to definitely give y'all a little bit of a review next week. And he's got everybody. He's got production by Pete Rock, Derringer, Green Lantern, uh, Static Selector. He's got features from Busta Rhymes, Sky Zoo, El Zai, and, uh, uh, and, and of course, um, you know, the, the Griselda Squad. So I'm really... Shit, man. I'm I'm really excited for this because I'm a big Conway fan. I'm a big West Side Gun fan. I think these dudes bring a really different sound to the game in this era. It's very reminiscent to that old grimy New York hip hop. Um and just the bars are just super grimy. So if you into like, you know, MCs, uh word playing obviously, but, but but also a very, 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 very deep, dark, grimy sound, I encourage y'all to fuck with it. Um, But they got on their social pages. You can go in there and buy their their projects, and they always throw up free links and stuff like that. So um, I certainly encourage y'all to check it out. Um, So good shit coming up there. Joe Budden's new show, State of the Culture, debuted last week on Revolt TV, on a YouTube page and also Revolt TV's linear channel. They did an incredible, credible amount of views uh, in the first 24 hours. So, uh, shouts to them. Uh, they, they launched a new episode last night, which I was able to, to watch about half of it. Um, my thoughts on the show, just kind of from the first episode and a half, I think it's right up Joe's alley. Um, as everyone knows, you know Joe Bruno. last few years become a media personality. Um, you know, we talked 10, 15 years back, he he was an MC, uh, one of the strongest MCs in the game, um, so I, I like seeing him transition to the media personality. Joe's very outspoken. Uh, he definitely reps for a side of the culture that I do as well, um, so very like-minded in that aspect, so I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that he he's found success after Everyday Struggle. I thought Everyday Struggle uh, could have been A huge stamp on the culture and something that could last for a few years Um, but uh, you know according to him and a lot of different interviews creative differences really caused a lot of the rift on that end uh, which is a shame but I'm I'm happy for Joe I'm happy for my friend Ian uh, who's Joe's manager Uh, Ian is a good friend of mine I actually seen him this weekend in New York City uh, for the impromptu visit I'm just proud of what they've done uh, in general Uh, Ian's worked so hard not only with with Papoose but uh with Joe and, and DJ Premier and Tori Wolf and just a lot of incredible artists that he's worked with I'm just really happy for his success so personally state of the culture is something a little bit close to my heart um you know because it's it's definitely part of my extended family um as y'all know Remy Ma is definitely a co-host which is again very close to my heart personally um, I thought she did an incredible job. She, you, one thing, and motherfuckers got to realize too, when you bring Remy on any type of form, whether it just be a personal conversation on the phone or you bring her up to a a, a platform like this where there is no filter, yo, Remy's going to deliver <laughs> and she, and she going to go ham. So, um, she looked incredible. Um, she's so beautiful. I saw her this weekend too. Um, uh, congratulations to her and the baby and my brother, Papoose, Poos. um, she looks so great on the show. And then when you hear the words come out of her mouth, you're like, oh, people who don't really know Remy Ma like that. Maybe uh, new people that are viewing the show for the first time. Uh, they, I know a, a, a good friend of mine uh, sent me a text. He said, yo, Remy's ruthless on Joe. And I said, yo, that's Remy." You know what I'm saying? So I, I love her coming out and speaking her mind. There's definitely the great thing I like about the panel. Between Scotty of uh, and, and Jinx, Remy and Joe, they all bring their own unique perspective to things. You know, Joe and Remy been in the industry; they're MCs, so they have that type of dichotomy. And then Jinx, I'm not sure his background, but he's definitely uh, someone who follows the culture. Um, and then Scotty, the same thing. So they kind of bring a really, really interesting dichotomy to that show. So for me, I uh, you know, a thumbs up on the state of the culture. Anybody who, whether you're a hip-hop fan, uh, knee-deep, or you're a hip-hop fan that's maybe casual, this is a great show to get different people's opinions on what's going on in the culture. Um, so I encourage y'all to check it out. Um, it's on YouTube. From So from what I was told, Monday, it debuts on YouTube through the Revolt TV channel. And then Tuesday, if you have Revolt TV um, on your cable package, the, the linear channel... You're able to view it on Tuesday, and then um, throughout the week it re it re airs on Revolt TV. So a dope ass platform for Joe and Co. Uh, salute to them. Very happy for their success. And uh, you know we'll see what's going on. And as they as they dive into deeper topics like last night, um, well I shouldn't say last night. This week I don't remember when it dropped, but this week they ended up um, touching on some really sensitive topics as far as Black Lives Matter. And the state of uh, inner city communities, black inner city communities, uh, really not connecting with each other to, to you know, to further um, the movement. So they didn't really touch on all hip hop. Um, they had a very interesting conversation about Kanye West um, and his shenanigans. Um, so I just encourage anybody, if you're a fan of the culture, check it out. Uh, definitely a, a big success. Very happy for the, for the team. And um, I'm going to keep watching this motherfucker. I love conversations like that. Um, especially with people who are experts, and I know I started this podcast off with with, with telling people there's certain people in the game who should be verified to have some type of connection and or a platform to speak because they know things, and, and Joe and Remy know things, um, you know, and, and to have them as the two main hosts of the show and have Scotty and Jinx play, you know, play co, uh, I think it's just a, a dope concept, and, and I hope they take it far, man, I really do, so, uh, a peep that. Another thing that I had seen um on a news wire uh, actually yesterday um Kanye West is dropping a new album. Uh it's formatted as Yeezys 2. It's called Yandi. It's supposed to drop 929 according to his, his IG. Um I want your thoughts on this, man. So this is the time where I want you to connect with me. Um I want you to use the hashtag ask Vinny. All right, you can hit me up on Instagram, uh, Twitter at Vinny49th. Um, y'all can email me um, at uh, sixfamiliesinc at gmail.com. Um, and I also encourage people, I'm going to take a lot of questions. So if y'all want to submit questions, whether that be on IG, Twitter, or email, um, send me questions. It could be about anything we talk about this show or something we don't talk about on the show. Uh, if I feel it's an interesting question, I'll bring it to the uh, forefront. Just include your name, where you're from, and um, all my anchor.fm colleagues and and, and homies and and, and people. Um, If you're a member of the application, you can actually record a voice message, so if you want to answer, or I'm sorry, uh, present a question for me to answer, you can record it, and I'll incorporate it in the show, Um, so y'all can do that there as well, but, you know, Kanye's been, a lot of people have been talking about Kanye being mediocre the last few years, and kind of just dropping subpar material, Um, and I think, I'm I'm a big Kanye fan, I thought, when he first came out, he brought something fresh and different. And I'm a type of person where production is key. Um, so I love I love guys that can produce. And when you gotta rap when you gotta do like Kanye, who could produce and rap um in structure records, I thought he had really a step ahead of a lot of different artists during that era. Um but as the years go by, I think he dealt with a lot of uh, you know, mental health issues, him losing his mother and then his wife getting robbed. Just a lot of different things. I think Kanye's been sharp. I think his ear is still there. Um, I'm not sure about the MC side of things. I haven't been really a fan of his bars and, and, and what he's been talking about for a long time. But I thought production has been super strong throughout the last years. He's, Kanye is, is one of the only producers, I think, um, whether it be in this generation or last generation, that he's able to kind of incorporate his style uh, through the changes of music. Um, so, for instance, like when he came out with, with College Dropout, it was very soul centric and it was very uh, soulful and, and heartfelt. And then as he transitioned into to uh, post 808s and Heartbreaks, it became a darker, grittier uh, production style. Um, he had a lot of influence by the Rizza on, on a, a beautiful dark twist of fantasy. So, I, I think, you know, moving forward, I thought when he re-dipped into the soul searching on um, Pablo, um, he was very, I think production-wise that album was very, very strong because he incorporated a lot of the shit that was going on now, the style of production now, uh, all these fucking SoundCloud basement drug rappers that that have presented this style of music. He adapted it and kind of made it his own. So... I think from that perspective I'm interested to see what he does. He dropped the album artwork for this Yandi and it looks just like the Yeezus, but updated. Uh so it seems like he's going to this theme where he's some type of larger than life figure. So I'm curious. I know Lil Wayne's dropping um I believe he's coming out the same day. I'll look it up now. Um I'm pretty sure that Lil Wayne the Carter 5 was set to to release this month. Um I know that um I know he uh Swiss Beats has got a new single with him uh off of Swizzy's new album which is crazy. I've been a guy who I haven't really historically I haven't been a huge Wayne fan. I I kind of seen through the the gimmicks and um a lot of the things he was doing. I I did I did see something with him, but I never really hunted for it. It was like when he showed it to me then I I realized, I recognized it, but I didn't go out there to kind of hunt for him, I thought he was always inconsistent, but I will tell you, with this record he dropped with Swiss, holy shit, I mean, that record was just, it was super dope, A super simple beat, Wayne's riding the track, just rhyming, he dropped another record towards the end of last year, top of this year, uh, I believe it's called Big Bad Wolf, uh, um, which was just, lyrically, I'd never heard Wayne spit like that. Um, so that was super impressive. So I, I'm curious to see what the Carter five does. I know, I, I know it's very highly anticipated, uh, with all, all the Weezy fans and stuff like that. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so, um, yeah, the Carter five is actually scheduled to drop Friday, September 21st. Um, so by the time you hear this podcast, um, it'll be coming out later on in the week. So, Uh, Yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I know there's been a lot of tumultuous issues with his contract with with Young Money Cash Money. And I want to tell y'all something in a future episode. I do want to break down contracts and and deals, um, especially a deal that Wayne was on since, you know, 96, 97, 98, uh, when, when the old you know, contracts from a universal or a major distributor would, would be presented to a company like Cash Money, a 50-50 joint venture. Uh, so we're going to get into that there, and I'm going to really break down the science behind that and, and hopefully educate a lot of these youngins who really want a record deal. Uh, it's really not what it what it really is. So some of y'all got to get acquainted with that. So we got Weezy uh, coming out the 21st, Kanye the 28th. So, I mean, shit, man, there's definitely some heavy projects coming uh within the next uh next few weeks. So we'll see how that goes. So, um, but as far as the um oh 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 another thing, um before we, we jump into our, our next segment, um I did see and I just wanna kinda shout this out because I think this is a dope move. Um, Drake and Drake brought out Meek Mill uh in uh um I don't know if it was in Toronto or if it maybe was in Philly. I'm not sure, uh, but, I, but I did see some uh, uh, some conversation about that. Um, and as everyone knows, Drake and Meek had a little scuffle um, over some petty shit that, you know, a couple of disc records came out, a couple of uh, incredible memes and classic uh, social media beef uh, came out. Drake brings out Meek Millie for Dreams and Nightmares in Philly. And um, I, I want to, you know... I try not to talk too much about the big guys um, in industry. But when I see something like this, I kind of get my hats off. I know it was a petty beef. It really wasn't nothing too serious. Um, But salute to Drake for bringing Meek out. I know Meek now, ever since he's been uh, released from his incarceration, he's really trying to get onto this movement of working with the inner city and with the youth. And, and, And with somewhat of his stature, I tip my hat off to Meek because we in this culture now where rappers do the opposite, they endorse the violence, they endorse the drug use, and they just do a lot of things that are opposite, so I think what is doing now is really trying to teach the youth, hey, don't go down my path, I was stupid, I was young, I wasted a lot of time, I wasted a lot of money, um, and I'm hoping that with Drake's, you know, Drake has a vision like that too, to give back and, and, and educate the youth as well, so with them two coming together, I hope beyond music, it's not just another you know radio record, but I hope that they do something together. Um, really push the culture forward to to school the youth. Um, so I just want to tip my hat off, salute to Drake. Um, you know for doing that. I know it was a petty beef. I figured it was gonna happen either way. Um, but but I'm happy that it, it came to fruition and people were able to see it. And they seem genuinely happy. I know that they were talking about that on a lot of different, uh, uh you know, radio shows and and podcasts uh, this week and last week. They do seem genuinely happy to link back up. So, um, salute to them. Glad to see that's going on. And as we have a beef that squash and we have a beef erupting, as we talked about earlier in the show with, with Eminem and, and MGK and Eminem and Joe Budden, and and a lot of different areas. And, and, and I close out with this segment to say, look, there's certain motherfuckers like myself who are going to ride for the culture. And we are sick and tired of not just artists, but we're sick and tired of fans and, and people in position that are going to dictate to us what this culture is about. Uh, hip-hop's been around for 40 plus years there's a science there's an element to it and and i think with eminem standing up for the culture and talking about these things he's riding for motherfuckers like us and um you know again drake and 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 meek mill they're riding for people like us who who want to uh make sure that hip-hop is here for the next uh you know 20 years 30 40 50 years uh by schooling the youth on hey there's other things outside um, being a fucking delinquent and, and being an asshole and, and, and being in the streets—it ain't what it ain't what it's about. Um, let's move forward and, and progress with the culture. So when we get heavyweights that are, are fighting for something that they believe in, like Meek Mill and, and Eminem, um, I have no choice but to ride with them uh, because I'm 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 sick and tired of the bullshit, as y'all can tell. Um, so, but but either way, again, hit me up with some questions. Ask uh, hashtag Ask Vinny. Uh, about what we talked about today in the rapper fire sequence anything on the Eminem side of things um, anything just in hip-hop I don't give a fuck if it's current events or old shit I don't care if you want to ask me a question about something that's uh, maybe not music maybe something personal uh, hashtag ask Vinny uh, uh, pardon me Instagram Twitter at Vinny49 y'all can email me sixfamiliesinc at gmail.com Submit the questions, man. We're here. And then, like I said before, anchor.fm subscribers. Record a message. Send it to me. I'll incorporate it in the show and get y'all on the show. We make it all a family thing. You feel me? All right, y'all. It's that time I hate, but I got to motivate. That concludes the first relaunch of the sit down with Vinny Venom. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Don't forget, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, at vinnie Forty Nine. Use that hashtag #AskVinny. We're gonna dive into the mailbag, in uh, the social media bag next week. I got some uh, guests. Man. Listen, when I tell y'all I got guests lined up to get on this podcast and sit down with your boy and meet at that boss table, um, I got some guests, man. So it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. I encourage y'all to subscribe uh, to the podcast in any one of your favorite podcast uh, platforms. You know, Spotify, um, Apple Music, Stitcher. Whatever, Podbean, I don't give a fuck where it's at. Just subscribe, search your boy Vinnie Venom, Six Families, uh, to sit down with Vinnie Venom. I'll give you all the details as I get more information on it. Like I said, it's a new endeavor. You know what I'm saying? It's a new platform, so we're going to learn together, and we're going to get shit popping. So until next time, man, peace. I'm going to leave y'all with a couple tracks, man. I told y'all in the beginning of the show, I'm going to play Eminem record off the album uh, called The Ringer. It's probably one of my favorites on the album, Just, just... Let y'all motherfuckers know what it is, man. Why can't y'all break down and why can't y'all comprehend Eminem and the album? Uh, so we're going to play that. And I'm going I'm to play you a couple joints that I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, you're going to hear a preview of it. So if you want the full version, go up there uh, to your, your, your streaming platforms and, and favorite it and like it and, and, and stream it. Uh, we definitely going to get y'all in tune with some of the great music out there. So I'm out, y'all. Salute. It's your boy Vinny Venom, man. I'm out. See y'all in a few.
0: <coughs> Welcome to the sit-down with Vinny Venom, the only man in this industry with enough balls to call it like it is. One of the few individuals in this industry that represents the culture to the fullest. There's no cookie-cutter shit over here. If you don't like what Vinny has to say, fuck you. The opinions of anybody outside the commission doesn't affect them. Now take a seat. Listen and learn from somebody that drops knowledge for you uneducated savages. Without further ado, welcome to boss, Vinny Venom.